Today's episode is sponsored by Dansoft Gamers. Dansoft Gamers is the leading distributor of video games and other consumer gadgets like the podcast microphone sets, ring lights, headphones, and affordable smartwatches, and many other cool gadgets. For these and more, visit their website at www.dansoftgamers.co. That is www.dansoftgamers.co. What's up? It's 2023. I'm so excited to have you guys on my podcast again this year. Um, thanks for supporting throughout 2022 and hopefully 2023. We're growing and getting better and bringing the best guests to you. Um, so the other thing too, I'm a little bit sick and uh, yeah, so my voice doesn't sound very good. Um but yeah, we'll, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. Mujebale, mujebale, mujebale. My name is Barney Kibuka, and welcome to another episode of the Ugandan Ball Talk Show. And Joram is here, so... We're going to get right into it. You always show up for the show. I always love your designs. Mm. Uh, I want to I be like you. I want to dress like you. But I need, after this podcast, we're going <laughs> to reach out to you to give me some of the tips of uh, your fashion. But anyway, how has been your 2022? Yes. Let's start from there. How was 2022? Uh, it was life-changing. Absolutely yeah. life-changing. What do you mean when you say what life changing? Yes. Um, when I say life changing, it it was literally make manifest. You know, yeah. I go through a church here that is called Fanero, kind of Scalango, uh-huh. you know? I go through a church, <laughs> it's called it's called Fanero, but the 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 slogan is make manifest. Like literally 2022 was one of those years, like make manifest. It was a beautiful year. Okay. Of course, it had like its ups and downs. Um, there were so many people that were leaving us. There were so many people that were just literally disappearing <laughs> out of the blue. <laughs> yeah. And um, there were so many um, event organizers that were, you know, that were playing games that never wanted to pay us and we would literally just walk out of the show. Mm-hmm. But those are things that we never post on social media. Like that beat of the drama, no one sees. Absolutely no one sees. Yeah. But yeah, there were losses made. There were, um, you know, uh, it was a year full of like ups and downs. But the, the, the good thing is that um, the, the beautiful things superseded the bad things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like any business, like you make losses, you make ups, you make downs. But on a beautiful note is that the girls that, you know, um, that are working really, really did well. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're grateful. We are happy. They didn't chase us out of the building. They didn't chase us out <laughs> of our offices. You know, life is good. I saw you organize that. Um, as I'm gonna, I'm gonna the Abrams mm. Fashion Awards. Oh, the Aspens. We've worked yeah, with the Aspens for. Uh, we've worked with them ever since they started. Like ever since you know this guy started um, this platform, we've worked with him ever since then. And uh, yeah, I feel like now it's time to move on to something bigger and so much better. So yeah. You did a lot of things uh, in 2022. I think I remember seeing you traveling all over the world. Um, I saw you in New York. Um, so how was how was the traveling part of 2022? Mm, like I said, it was life changing. But that was yeah. my second time in New York, and 
I absolutely loved it. And um, to be honest, I was doing mother agent juices because yeah. Germany is a mother agency. Yeah, um, we yeah. place models worldwide. So as part of a job as a mother agent, or you know, as a mother agency, you're supposed to be in the cities where these girls are placed and support them. Um, you know, support them, support them because mm -hmm. it's a very tough job. Like all, all people see in modeling is this: they see the covers, they see the runway shows, they see the glitz and the glam, but then they don't know that um, there's rejection at castings. They don't know that there's there's so much that these girls go through: depression, mental health yeah. issues, um, them getting lost at the airport, you know, failing to find their way out. So you know, as a mother agent, when these girls are having seasons, it's very important that you're there to you know support them, encourage them. You know, right. um, it's not just about all oh, going and then playing and taking all these amazing pictures and then all that. No, it's much more than that. Mm -hmm. And uh, also like touch base with uh, their agents, the agents that we place them with. Um, for example, like if you place a girl with agencies in New York, in Paris, in London, in Milano, it's very important that you get to see them, you know, physically. It, it right. changes everything. Build, you know, more relationships to also... Um, you know, strengthen the relationships that these girls already have with uh, with their agents and to make sure, you know, they're constantly booked as well. So that is why 2022 saw us travel a lot, like absolutely a lot. We did um, the fall, winter season, and then we also did the spring and summer season. That's New York and then Paris. And this year, we're absolutely planning on doing the whole full circle. We want to do New York, Paris, London, Milan. It's expensive nice. as hell, but yeah. let's see what the lot, you know, provides. Yes. Actually, I'm glad you touched on that because when I sent out the questions to the your followers and people who mm -hmm. listen to my podcast to ask you a question, that was one of the questions, and I'm glad you touched on it. I would just read it, and if you have anything to add on to that, you question can. Question was uh, The question was, what what does it take to build a strong mother agent? And you just uh, talked about what's involved in that. I don't know if you had anything else to add on to that. Yeah, but, you know, it, it, it's not just the travels and, you know, being in the cities as well. It's also being very patient with these talents. Because mm -hmm. let me tell you one thing, when you discover a young girl or whatever talent that you discover, they, they're not going to be stars immediately. And that's where most mother agents get it wrong. That's where most people that venture into this business, they think it's super lucrative that immediately you sign a girl, she goes to New York, she goes to Milan, she goes to Paris, she goes to London, she's going to build a house, she's going to make you rich, she's going to do all these things. No, it doesn't happen like that. It, mm -hmm. it happens in a way that you have to be very patient. Absolutely yeah. patient. It's like planting trees. You know, like, um, I would say planting trees because trees take forever to grow. Right. Like if you're going to plant trees that you're going to supply to Umeme, you have to wait for like five years for you to like start supplying those trees or something like that. So it's it's more or less like, you know, being a mother agent, you have to be very patient and then be very, um, you, you also have to be very, very kind mm -hmm. to these talents because at the end of the day, they come from different backgrounds altogether. These are not your kids, but literally you have to become you have to become their mother, like the, right. the, the word itself is. You have to become the mother agent. You have to understand that they come from different backgrounds. They were raised differently. They, they come from different cultural backgrounds as well. So things that you think are obvious to some people might not be obvious to them. You have to be very patient. Be loyal to these kids. Get to understand them. Be very loving. Be very kind. Be very professional as well and be very tough at the same time yeah. right so you have to balance being nice and then being really really tough mm -hmm. yeah i think now that we've studied the question stuff i'll go ahead and just finish the question before i go mm -hmm. into uh my normal 
interviews that I do. So the other question I got was from somebody, and I don't remember the names I copied and pasted. So if you hear your question, I, I asked it. Um, somebody was wondering if you ever get intimidated by anybody. Like he said, does Jerem ever get intimidated? Does he get intimidated by people? Oh, and has he ever been intimidated? So they just want to know that. I don't know why, but somebody asked. Um, let, let me tell you, every normal human being on planet Earth gets intimidated. Like, there's no one that is going to say, oh, I am not terrified, I'm not scared, I am not. Um, it, it, it's, it's just, it comes back to how do you handle uh, how do you handle um, intimidation? Like, how do you handle people that, you know, intimidate you? I've walked into spaces. I've gone to meetings whereby people look at you up and down like you have bipolar. Like, you come from, um, you, you know, they look at you like you're very disgusting. Like, have you ever walked into a meeting whereby you telling them what you do, you're doing everything, but then they're just looking at you like, oh, poor little boy, he sells mm -hmm. oars or something like that. Excuse my French. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, you have to put up this, I call it putting up a performance, you speaking from the heart and then you let them know that this is what I stand for, this is what I do, and then all that. So I, you know, over time, I have learned to build a very strong personality, right. a very strong shield, whereby when I walk into a room, whether you like me or not, you will have to listen to whatever I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Whether you agree with whatever I'm saying, I will stand up for something that I'm saying. Whether you're going to give me the job or not, I still will walk in, have a strong personality, smile, light up the room, and then just own it. Like, in short, I've mastered the art of taking up space. So to that person that was asking whether I get intimidated or not, trust me, it is something that we build over time. I've noticed even big brands, they build this over time. They learn how to play along with, you know, social media, how to play along with branding, how to play along with when they go for meetings and then all that. But yes, I do get intimidated most of the times, but I would never in a million years show it. Even when I'm producing shows, when I'm doing all these things, my team knows. They, they, yeah. they you know, they know that I, I always panic. Like I always screaming. I'm, I, I'm literally panicking. I'm crying inside. But at the end of the day, I can never show that to the world. I have learned to put up a performance. I was gonna yes. say that because anytime <laughs> I've seen you talk, anytime I've seen you anywhere, like even when I watch you on interviews, I watch you on TV, I watch yes. you speak. Like they hosted you to this. It was a. Uh, mm -hmm. What was it? Skills something for this, uh, the guy who does purple party, Douglas. Yes. Yeah, I think yes. Douglas. And you were speaking to some of the the girls there, modeling mm -hmm. stuff. And anytime mm -hmm. I see you talk, you speak with so confidence, and I'm like, this guy doesn't get intimidated. But, 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 but the, the thing not. is, it is it's it's called you practice. Uh, mm -hmm. To be honest, I've been practicing for the past ten years. Mm -hmm. You know, like how Beyonce would practice for a show and practice. and By the time she's going to give the show, it's like literally a walkover. I've been practicing for the past 10 years, to be honest. Because yeah. like, this is our 11th year. So imagine for the past 10 years, it's been a lot of rehearsal, rehearsal, rehearsal. So right now, it's showtime. Right. Showtime, <laughs> baby. <laughs> um, the other question was, how does he stay consistent with what he does like how do you stay consistent with whatever you do i think they meant with um what you do yeah um first things first you need an, an amazing team i am so thankful and so grateful to the team that i work with the, the thing is people 
people never get to see them. They only see them at shows, maybe at concerts, whatever, shows that we produce pageants and then all that. But at the end of the day, there's, there's me, Joram. All they see is the person. And now that I'm creating like so much content, so much reels, I'm like in people's faces, something like that. Okay. But they use not to see me at all. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, a, it's a teamwork effort. It's, it's not a one-man show whereby... Oh my God, Joram is here. Da, 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 da. There's, there's a team that is working relentlessly, mm -hmm. a team that is, you know, making sure the models are developed, the models are doing whatever they're doing, their visas come on time, you know, they're being trained. It's it's too much that is yeah. done because one person like this can never do it. Like, absolutely not. You could be the brains behind it, you could be super amazing, you could be very talented, you could be intelligent, but at the end of the day, when you don't have a very strong support, system it never works That's it absolutely true. doesn't work that is why for the past 10 years i would say it's been teamwork absolute absolute teamwork and then um also you have to be very resilient to be honest you have to be super resilient for you to know that um like, like dreams are valid but they're not valid in a year they're not valid in two years they're not like some dreams are valid in like 10 years some dreams are valid in like five years so um, the reason is why I've really, really been consistent is that I've, I've also I've also mastered the art of like it takes time. I've learned to be patient. Okay. I've also learned to be extremely resilient. For me to know that you're gonna trash me today, but then tomorrow I will be in your face telling you, yes, we made it. And then um, also the other thing is to to handle criticism very, very well. It's very, very important for you to to learn from the criticism from people from the people. Because I remember when we started, so many people underestimated us, they undermined us. They never wanted to pay. But for us to to put the ladder so high and tell ourselves that like, these are the standards. This is, you know, models have to be treated well. Models have to be paid. They have to, you know, they have to be treated like normal human beings. It, it took time. It absolutely took time. So I would say it's been resilience, great teamwork. And, um, you know, I'm a very prayerful person as well. Like super, oh. super prayerful. I yeah. used to sing in the church choir. Yeah, that is what? on the record. I used to sing in the church. <laughs> <laughs> what do you sing? You what do you sing? Yeah, yeah. What you singing? Soprano, alto? Ah, uh, no, like my voice was tenor. I was in between okay. tenor and then alto, yeah, something okay. like that. But I used to sing a lot in the church choir. But, you know, when I when, when I left singing the church choir, I I grew up spiritually. I go to church literally every week. I fellowship a lot. I, I pray a lot. Like every time I'm doing something, I always pray, whether we backstage, whether we something. Because at the end of the day, I've learned that there's a super... There's a supernatural power that none of us in this world will own. Mm -hmm. And only one person above owns it. That is God. So it's very important to, you know, always pray. And um, yeah, the other thing is, it's, it's, you know, doing a lot of research. You research yeah. and research and research. And then um, the last one I would say is learning from our failures, learning from our mistakes. You have to make mistakes for you to go to another level. Like, if you don't make these mistakes, there's no way you're going to learn. So you you try something, it doesn't work out. You try another thing, you know, you make mistakes, you do all these things, and then you finally figure out the formula. So I'm not going to say the formula for us to be consistent has been, oh, wake up every day, go to the agency, do this, do this. No, trust me, sometimes we wake up every day to go to the agency when there's nothing, when they're rejecting the girls, when the visas are not coming out, when the girls are not working, but you, you really have to show up. Like, you really, really have to show up on a daily basis, yeah. So it's a lot, absolutely a lot, yeah. This is why I like talking to people, like having a conversation mm -hmm. with somebody and just not assume stuff out of the blue. Because mm -hmm. if somebody comes to your Instagram and he 
he or she doesn't see that you post you yourself going to funeral, yourself like singing the church choir, or you, you post Bible verses, you're gonna say, mm, Oh, no, no, guy, yeah, I'll, they'll judge I'll, I'll, you. I'll, I'll like, that, that, that's <laughs> the thing. Like, um, let me let, let me tell you like a very small story. There was this time, like, we we're doing a show, and then I am backstage, and I'm like, Ladies, we all need to pray. And then one model looks at me and he says, Oh, wow. I actually thought you guys never pray. I actually thought you're just people that are always in the club, always dancing, how to know God. And I was like, what the family is this person talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's simply because some people, people will always judge what they see. You get yeah. Because we don't post these lives on social media. We don't post ourselves in church. We don't post ourselves on our knees crying. We don't, but you know, at the end of the day, we lock ourselves back at home and you cry. Mm -hmm. I cry a lot, by the way, but people never get to see that because I never show that side of me. I'm the type of person who will even get out to just go to the bathroom to cry and cry and cry and cry and, cry and then wash my face and show up looking like a star, but then people don't know that I've been crying. So yeah. we never post that bit. Yeah, we don't. Even the other thing, even the Bible itself says, Katonda, Kevira Mitima, like God doesn't. Trust me. Uh, Kevira Mitima. Trust yeah. me. Uh, Kevira Mitima. Yeah, that bit is very, very true. Absolutely and... true. You're talking about crying and some of the things that would make you cry. Have you ever one time even ever thought about like, oh, this is too much for me. I'm going to quit about it. Like, I'm going to leave it. <laughs> oh my God, that, that, to, to be honest, like that happens, I would say, every every month. It happens every month. Like we, when we're sending these girls to start their careers internationally, like we cry a lot. Like, absolutely. You're, you're going to cry when the girl doesn't understand that this is a business. You get, you will cry when the girl goes and then she gets lost at the airport. You will cry <laughs> when the girl is literally not communicating to you. You know, because at the end of the day, the parents of these girls trust us with their young girls. You get it? And you're, you're literally being entrusted with someone's life to send them to a foreign country to start working as international models. So sometimes you, you know, you, you don't know exactly what could happen to be mm -hmm. realistic. Like you don't know, you don't know whether the girl is going to be on the plane and then she misses another flight. You don't know whether the girl will absolutely not even make it there. She could probably go somewhere and the plane leaves her. So, so many things happen and, Trust me, I cry a lot. Like I absolutely, but I'm I'm not a crybaby. Don't get me wrong. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I cry a lot. I, I I cry when people don't understand that there's so much on the line for them. Like they absolutely don't understand that beat. Like I I also cry when you know you try and help so many people, but then they turn out to be super entitled. They turn out to be. You know, like some people feel like they have to do it. You know, like how you're trying to help someone, but then at the end of the day, they feel like they, they have to do it. Like, I must yeah. achieve this. I must do ABCD. So, yeah, the crying beat is always there. Yeah, absolutely always there. But um, trust me, I never saw this beat. I'll never, I'll never like cry in front of people. I've only yeah. cried once in front of people. I think that, that the, the time when I won the whole stamina thing, yeah, that's the only time I cried. Um, the, the other question what one person was asking, do you mind asking Joram if he has mm. a story behind the scar on his face? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yes. It's because I will share it here, but I do it somewhere yeah. here. I do have a story. I got this scar when I was a child. I think I was around three years old. Two and a half, three years old. That's what, you know, my grandpa my grandparents told me. So we were in the village, uh, our Watano side, that's in Bushenya. And then my big sister, she's called Drusilla Muzida. She was a best in cash and foods. 
the hard ones, right? Not the soft ones, the hard passion fruits that grow on big trees. So as she was harvesting these passion fruits, I was down, um, I was on the tree down and I kept like, you know, collecting, collecting. But you know, as a child, um, and she was using a sickle, you know, a sickle with a stick? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, a yeah. stick is always like this, yeah. yeah. It's very, very sharp. So it's, it's the one that she was using. She kept harvesting the fruits and then all that. And I kept like, you know, collecting them the whole time. So she kept telling me, please go away. This thing could fall down and hit your face. But you know, as a child, you will never understand. You just keep, you know, harvesting, whatever. You just keep taking the fruits, taking the fruit. And then out of the blue, this sickle just fell down because she was a young girl. She was around maybe six or eight. So the sickle just fell down and hit my face so bad. Like, ta, ta. But I'm, I'm just so grateful that it never hit my eye. Right. Because imagine, I think I'll yeah. be blind or something. Good. <laughs> yeah. But it didn't hit my eye like that and then then after that i don't remember anything else that for me yeah. Yeah. but uh you know they told me the whole story so they had to take me to hospital and then all that yeah and so that's how i got this car so but then this car growing up as a child was also very hard growing up with me because you know when you're in high school so many kids are going to be like oh <laughs> <laughs> yes like these kids have like so many in the situation they're like oh the guy yeah. in the car oh, da, 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 da. oh he was trying to steal something and then they beat him up oh, da, 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 da. so um the thing is that growing up in uh, all these different high schools different schools that i went to it was hard like very 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 hard because everyone had like a different story towards it and i hated this car so much that even when i was taking pictures i would always pose like this like if you see most of my pictures up to now it kind of like affects me i like posing with this side because i feel like it's my favorite side because it doesn't have a scar so yeah yeah but then um also it, it it taught me that you have to believe in yourself so much because i remember when i was starting my journey as a fashion model because i wanted to be a model so many years ago i went to this agency i won't mention their name but then i went to this agency and then the photographer there said Oh wow, you look a little bit scary. In case we need like gothic looking people, we're gonna call you back for a job because of this car. I was like, wow. To be honest, that that's like the most harsh thing I've ever had in my career. But thank God, I pray this photographer gets to watch this interview. Look at us now. I know. Um, that reminds me of one of my one of my, one of my, I think. <laughs> I think you're a funny, funny guy. Anytime I talk to you, I laugh a lot and I enjoy talking to you. So I'll just put that out there. Right now. And I'm trying to get myself together to, to ask him in the next question. But um, one of my favorite questions, no, one of my favorite, now I'm also confused mm. because of laughing. Um, one of my favorite songs mm. I love from that one girl, I don't even remember her name, like Scarcity, You're Beautiful. I felt like she did a good song. Some of the scars mm. are seen, some of the scars are not seen, some of the scars are internal, like people mm. can't see some of the scars are out there. Mm. But I love that song because it builds mm. confidence to somebody and I love it for other people like to just know that mm. you're beautiful the way you are, no matter what, no matter the scars you have, you're, you're beautiful. So yeah, mm. I, I had to put that out there to remind even the listeners to know Absolutely. that. So now um, I get to do some of the questions that we did last time that I asked you about the last time we did the podcast that people never got to hear about because we had some problem with the with the sound. And when you were talking about these other questions we asked, you talked about mm. your siblings. Um, can you tell me about your family background and how many siblings you had? Oh, my God. I come from a very huge extended family. My father was a very busy man. He had, I think, over 60-something kids. 
so many, so, so, so many, absolutely so many. Different wives, different stepmoms, different kids altogether. Yeah. But he was very wealthy, he was very rich, mm-hmm. absolutely rich. Like Mr. Muzira was very, very rich. Yeah. But um, because he used to work with the government then, he used to work with the UN, he was working with all, he was working with the president, he was filthy, like really, really rich. But unfortunately, when he died, everything just went into dark spaces, like absolute dark spaces, because he had so many wives, he had so many, so many stepmoms. So the minute he died, our mother was, I think, the last wife that he had. Yeah. The same year he died, 1994, is the same year our mother died. So when he died, oh, wow. our mother also died the same year. And then they had to take us to the village. So we had to grow up with our grandpa and our, our grandpa and our grandma. Unfortunately, they all died. They all passed oh. so many years ago. So we spent at least like four or five years in the village raising um raising cows um we had to like shatter what are they called stones so that we can get like some tuition to go to school and um at the, at, the, um, at the same time also like do a lot of like planting um whatever what is it called like digging a lot of like digging so that you know we can we can get money something like that yeah so the the, the childhood the childhood bit of it when our father died everything just transcended from it just changed from being super rich to being super broke to going up in the village to doing all that. But then after the five years, you know, one of our distant relatives had to come to the village and then picked us up. They brought us to Kampala and then, yeah, life came back to normal. So the family that I come from has like so many people, like absolutely so many people. On my maternal side, there are four. One okay. girl and then three boys. Yeah. No, they were actually, we were five, but then one of, one of the kids died when we were very, very young. I think he died when it was like one and a half. Yeah. Oh. The our mother died, the kid also died. Yeah. I like to ask those kind of questions of your background, childhood mm-hmm. background, because when somebody looks at you walking on the red carpet, when somebody looks at you in front of the cameras and TVs, it's like, man, mm-hmm. I want like this guy, your mother, thing is like, he has everything together. But when people sit down and listen to like the thing is like even like the schools and then all that i didn't go to like the most fancy traditional schools you know like how people say oh my god i was at um school should i use like gayaza i was mm-hmm. at Udo, i was at um king's college da, 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 da. i was at yeah. Kambodja. No, no 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 i went to like the most humble of humble schools mm-hmm. yeah super super humble yeah because yeah. I did, like, you know, like, we had to go, like, to different schools. Also. So at some point, I was studying in Bushenyi at some school called Bushenyi Town School. Then they brought us to Kampala. Then from Kampala, they had to take us to Hoima. So I was in Hoima. Then from Hoima, they had to take us to Bujiri. Then from Bujiri, they had to take us to Kamuni. Because, you know, like, we are not even semester. They're called terms when you're in primary. Like, this time, you're going to be with stepmother number one. Time number two, you're with stepmother number one. Time number three, you're with a different relationship. Like, that. that's how we grew up, yeah. Until um, our big sister, she clocked 18 years old, and then she took us on. And she started taking care of us for around eight years until she got married. So you talked about the stone maker in the, when we did the first recording. And I wanted people to know about the story, how it came up for you to, get, to be labeled the name, the stone maker. Because that's how I knew you. And um, I knew that through mm-hmm. when I hosted Oliver Nakakando on the podcast. And for the record, I have just to pass this out here. Yeah. Um, I've hosted a few girls that have worked with you on my podcast and Oliver. And recently I had a mm-hmm. kid. And they all have positive things to say. And this, Sorry, 
the impacts that you've done in their lives to change their lives and they can come here have a story about it and to me i see that as the thing like the outcome of the star maker you make stars and i wanted you to just talk about that a little bit how you came up with the title of the star maker uh, okay so i personally i didn't come up with that title like, okay, I, yeah. I never woke up one day and said, oh wow you're the star maker or something like that so like i said we've worked with the aspects for the past eight years and uh, in 2019 if I remember very well, 2019, they they had um, it was an honorary award. Like they, no one was competing for it. Like absolutely no one. It was just like an honorary award whereby you know they recognize individuals that have probably like excelled, created impact, um, changed people's lives, things like that. So one of the awards was called the Star Maker. Something okay. like it was called the Star. Maker. So this award was supposed to be awarded to someone that has been very monumental mentor in people's lives, change their lives, and um, created like impact in their societies at the end of the day. Like, you know, people that have paved ways for like generations, something like that. And um, like I said, I work on the panel for the, you know, I work on, um, you know, the, the panel for the Astros, like I work with the Astros. So I knew that this award exists, but then I never, ever in a million years knew that they were going to give it to me because you know on the team um we, we all kept thinking oh maybe the star maker is going to be the boss of Fennon. his name is steve jing or the star maker is going to be you know ali alibi that's what we actually thought because these are legends that have been in the game for a very long time they've changed so many lives they've paid so many you know ways for so many creatives so that's what i actually thought i, I kept thinking maybe it's going to be ali maybe it's steve something like that so yeah, and um, you know the awards are happening, and I never wanted to dress up for these awards because usually when I'm working, I never dress up. When I'm working for the awards, I'll just be my all black, maybe shorts or anything, and I'm on the production desk. But then the team kept telling me, "Please dress up, please dress up," and I'm like, "Why are they telling me to dress up? Like I have no idea. Why are they telling me to dress up?" But then, okay, I just allowed, and I'm like, "Let me just throw on like a very long." train or something like that and just sit on the production desk so the award is being read and then they read out my name i literally saw it was like i mm. never ever in a million years believed that it was going to be me yeah so just like that when they gave me the award yeah for the very first time in my life i cried in front of people but they've never seen me cry again um <laughs> so yeah i received the award and then when i got the award um I decided to like use this award to create more impact. You get it? That's how, you know, because everyone started calling me, oh, stomacher, oh, stomacher. So, and for some reason, like in medicine, so we, we created a show out of it. We created like our own personal show, our own show for the agency gem, it's called The Stomacher. So The Stomacher highlights creatives that have excelled in their different um, arenas all together, right? From fashion, philanthropy, modeling, um, pageantry, name it all. So we highlight like different people that have changed the narrative. But we started the Stamica with our very own, uh, um, telling the stories of our very own models that we discovered, yeah. So it's, the show airs a lot on YouTube, but very soon it will be going on TV. Right. We're not gonna give out those details yet. Yeah. But yeah, it airs on YouTube for now. And uh, yeah, every, every month is like two episodes. Yeah, so that's how it all started. So but you, I never crowned myself. I never woke up one day and told myself. Yeah. yeah no. Um. So you, when you were talking about that, you mentioned about like dressing up, and I've seen some of the pictures when mm -hmm. you actually dress up. And 
who inspires or what inspires your dress code, your fashion? Like, is there something is, when you say like, oh, I like this fashion, I'm going to go for that? Or did you just come up with the fashion you, you dress up in? Um, to be honest, uh, back then, it used to be the let Andre Leon Talley, may his soul rest in peace. I loved, loved Andre so much, like absolutely so much. That is why, like you would see me wear big caps, wear all these huge, humongous clothes and then all that, because I used to like, you know, um, I looked up to him so much, like absolutely, absolutely so much. Him being one of those icons that changed um, fashion for so many years i absolutely like adored the work that he did so i used to like, get inspired a lot that is why if you see my fashion sense back then i used to wear a lot of like kicks and then all that you know paying homage to him but right now i would say my my, my my sense of fashion has changed a little bit i'm more daring like absolutely daring in a way that i want to walk into a room and people have to like feel my presence they have to they have to feel like oh my god he's over there something like that so um, I would say I'm inspired by, I'm inspired by events. Like if an event is very out of this world, I yeah. will absolutely just. If right. the event is a little bit basic and low key, I am not gonna waste my very expensive couture to you know just show up or something like that. But um, I'm also inspired by you know daily life, like um, circumstances. You know when a girl wins, I really want to celebrate, so I will show up. I will sometimes yeah. show up. And um, based on even how I feel, if I'm feeling really, really good, I am absolutely going to show up. If I'm not feeling myself, I'm going to show up in my t-shirt and jeans. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other question I was going to ask you about was if uh, Joram has a lot of assistants that... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, to now... Your congratulations, by the way, you reached, you made it on the list of the top 100 celebrities in Uganda. I got to put that out there. And please answer the question for my my listener that asked. <laughs> okay, now let me tell you one thing. We do have an amazing team, like absolutely an amazing team. Yeah. Super, super amazing team. But I'm not the type of person who's going to be like, oh my God, talk to me. My assistant, like John is not, but now you're like John is not available. He's just my assistant. Oh, this assistant has to hold my back. Oh, this assistant has to call ABCD. Oh, no, like I, yeah. I love to treat people with a lot of respect. I love to treat people with a lot of, like, you know, um, I mean, like human beings. Because to be honest, I, I don't believe in that whole theory of like when you're famous or when you have like a little fame, you have like so many people surrounding you. Call my back, call. Oh, ABCD, da, da, da. To be honest, like, I don't believe in that. Like, yeah. I feel like it's just it's just too outdated. Like, it's too, mm -hmm. too, too, too much. So that is why you'll actually realize that even me, when I go for shows or anything, I'll even go for the shows by myself. Like, I'll just right. have, like, someone helping me shoot my reels or anything like that. But no, to be honest, I have a team. And the team that I have, they're not assistants. They are professional, amazing agents, bookers, shop producers, um pageant coaches there that I, I i don't label them as assistants i don't the day i'll get an assistant maybe i'll start acting like the devil wears quite a for now no <laughs> <laughs> i gotta say um you're yeah. one of the yeah. obviously you're a celebrity you made it to the list you know cv gram will be angry i'm not officially so i will i will accept the title officially but, i was like number, i think i was like number 90 something but this year i'm gonna yeah. be in the top 10 you're one of those celebrities on that list that I've actually like 
to, to, you don't have pride like you're a normal no. people should get to talk to, to you to be honest let me, let me tell you one thing like pride is the start of your downfall the minute you start to feel like i have arrived down you go like no one is going to want to work with you no one wants to work with someone who is impossible no one wants to work with someone who's a diva someone who's you see like even people that have so so much money they, they are very very humble and uh i'm so I, I'm, i'm also grateful that the people that i look up to so much because i have mentors i do have silent mentors that i never mentioned but i have mentors that have so much money filthy billionaires but they're still very humble like these people even go downtown and they eat food from the market you get mm-hmm. so it doesn't it doesn't make sense for someone to like start acting level headed like that yeah what's the process of the girls that would love to join the gmm agency like mm-hmm. what does somebody have to do to join that um okay it's pretty much simple we always have open calls our open calls happen every wednesday because now we've introduced another day wednesdays and fridays at the agency our agency is located at tirupati mazima mall on level three that's on the third floor the office the suit is 253 tirupati mazima mall is just opposite the american embassy next to lashetri so if you live in uganda and you're watching this i will repeat tirupati mazima mall in sambia kabalagala road on the third floor office is 253 you can walk in anytime starting from the hours of 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Wednesday and Friday. Just walk in. The scouts will be waiting for you, the bookers and everyone. So you can easily walk in like that. So if you're not based in Uganda, we do have a website that's www.joamodernmanagement.com. When you go to our website, you will notice that there's a way you can apply. Just go to, you know, scouted. How do I get scouted? You will see there's an application form. There's um the rules and regulations our uh, requirements that we look for and then that's it and the most beautiful thing about this whole process is that everything is for free we never charge any single penny for you to be enrolled at german for you to sign up with us or anything it's purely based on merit when a girl is good she's absolutely good but having said all that german is now all females strictly all females we don't deal with male models at the moment no so we always looking for you know female models the whole time yeah so the process is okay. pretty much simple and then we also have um casting calls that are happening we have scouting tours we have you know go to our instagram joamodermanagement.com you're going to see a lot when it comes to you know scouting when it comes to the dates that we always looking for people so yeah just be on the outlook but we always 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 looking for new faces today's episode is sponsored by dance of gamers Dancehall Gamers is the leading distributor of video games and other consumer gadgets like the podcast microphone sets, ring lights, headphones, and affordable smartwatches and many other cool gadgets. For these and more, visit their website at www.dancehallgamers.co. That is www.dancehallgamers.co. Yeah, this second session I just wanted to to sum up because I know um you have other plans or things to do but one of the things i was just going to touch up a little bit and one of the people that i've had on the podcast that i've talked positive about you was Oliver Nakakande and she's she's a dear friend and she has supported me like even when i was going to win this award also supporting me and i know you've worked together with her How has it been working with Oliver? With Oliver Nakakane, I'd say she's very smart. She's one of the smartest beauty queens that I've met. Absolutely very smart, very intelligent, very witty, 
And um, she, she also has a very um, entrepreneurial spirit as well. She's, she, she's very business oriented. I, I love that. Like absolutely very business oriented. And I also like the fact that she's a risk taker. Like she, she's not one person that will say, you know what, I'm going to invest this to just see that this happens in my career, something like that. And, um, you know, it doesn't happen every day to have such people. And she's very, she's, she's very, she's very, she's grounded at the same time. She's very humble. Yeah. She's, she's a joy to work with, honestly, like absolutely a joy to work with. That is why, like, now we absolutely working together a lot. I don't look at her as, I don't look at her as, yo, wow, that little girl that I mentored or something like that. And then she went from this grand and then she did well or something like that. Now I look at her as a business entrepreneur. I look at her as um, one person that I know we can do business together. We can do projects together. We can push each other. Yeah. So yeah. super amazing. Like absolutely yeah. amazing. She's really amazing. And uh, in everything that she does. Uh, so yeah, these mm -hmm. are my final questions that I have to ask you. What has been a life lesson that you've learned in life? To this point, um, I've learned so many life lessons. You just want me to give you one, right? Yeah, just one. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned so many life lessons. Um, that the biggest life lesson that I've learned is put yourself first. It's very, very important. Mm -hmm. Put yourself first, always, always. It's very, very, very important because. Um, we live in a world whereby you are going to sleep on the floor, sleep very uncomfortable for someone to like sleep like a king, be, you know, in higher places or anything like that. But at the end of the day, they'll still disappoint you. Okay. Like they'll absolutely disappoint you. So I have learned that, yes, it's very good to give. It's very good to help. It's very good to, you know, um, be with a very beautiful heart, be a good person, be kind, be amazing, be great. But don't forget yourself. Do not forget yourself at all in the midst of all this. Don't sleep on the floor so that someone can roll over you mm -hmm. for them to sleep like kids. No, don't. Put yourself first. I know true. it sounds very selfish, but mm -hmm. it's it's a life lesson that I've learned over the years. I have. I have learned. I absolutely have learned that. Yeah. What gets you excited about life? I'm seeing people win. Yeah. It gets me excited a lot. Most especially like when we scored like little young girls and then woo, they end up becoming stars and also being very impactful in people's lives and you see them like succeed, you see them go to the next level. To be honest, I feel like that is success. Just, um, just you being that one person that connects the dots to the dots to see that people make it in life, thrive, and then they succeed. To be honest, that is success to me. Yeah. That's amazing. That's one of the things that really, really makes me happy. Yeah. That's amazing. And like, if you, like you, what you just said earlier when I asked you the first question about love yourself, mm -hmm. first, but if you have that and you're also happy for other people winning, I think the selfishness you have in the first one makes up for the second one. The you see. Exactly. That is why it, it, it's very important for you to be very, to be selfless. But at the end of the day, don't forget yourself. I used to be extremely selfless. Like mm -hmm. I was the type who would sleep on the floor. So that's someone, you know, is sleeping on the... <laughs> I don't even know why I'm using that as an example. But <laughs> I, I, 
I, I used to be the type of person where by every time I would put myself last, I would put myself last. I will go to bed last when the girl is on the plane. I will not sleep. I will be crying. I'll be nowadays. I'm like, oh, she gets on the plane. She's going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I will sleep and I'll wake up in the morning and see how far <laughs> she has reached. So it's, it's <laughs> it is, you know, when you, when you do, when, when you're always giving and giving and giving, you reach a point whereby you feel like, oh, you know what? you you have to get the love back you have to you know you have to get all the good things back to yourself as well so it's important to be selfless but at the end of the day like don't don't die trying to be so selfless yeah put yourself fast and be happy for people yeah Yeah. so i've learned to strike a balance with that that's awesome and i'll refer to the bible too i mean the bible says love yourself the way you know love others the way you love yourself so it doesn't say don't love yourself but just love exactly. them the way you love yourself. So you have to love yourself exactly. to be able to love others. But trust me, it starts with you. If you don't love yourself, there's no way you're going to love them. Absolutely. So my, my final question is, uh, and I should remember from the last podcast, but who would you like to see on my podcast and um, next as a guest to to interview or talk with, have a chat with, and you help me mm. um, get connect me to that person. Oh my god, this person is so huge, but I don't think he would allow. So no, I would say the mm-hmm. next person that I would. <laughs> <laughs> the next person that I would love to see on this podcast, and um, I'll have to talk to them. I, I, I would say one of the uh, we do have a group it's it's called the game changers right and uh the game changers are boundary breakers they shutter ceilings they move places so i'm going to nominate one person from that group from the game changers and that person is going to be um he's an award-winning stylist designer he's doing major things in uganda like absolutely major things he's showcasing outside uganda he's traveling the world he's doing all big things in this country his name is Kaijuka Abbas, the creative director for Kai's Devo Collection. So I nominate you, Kai's Devo Collection, to be the next person that they host on this show. And I'll make sure he's on this show without fail. Yeah. Thank you very much. I like it that way. I like the last one you said. The last line sums up everything. I'll make sure he's on the show. I love that. Yeah, anyway, absolutely. It's always amazing to chat with you. And even if, even if it's not face-to-face, when I message you on WhatsApp or instagram mm. i laugh behind my phone it's just a joy and fun to just people should just talk to you a lot people who are like sad miserable they will laugh and have a good time just talking to you and no but trust me, the... some, some people some, some people would never do that like other people would just be like oh my god he's very mean he's very rude he's very, <laughs> you know all these things you know yeah. i'm like a chameleon <laughs> like today i'm green tomorrow i'm purple yeah so it just it just like to get you in a good mood like you just have to be lucky to get you in a, mo- in a good mood not in a good mood it, no 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 it's not based okay. on a mood or anything like that it's based on the you know it's based on the surroundings work people and then all that yeah. okay. that is why when you come and you see us producing a show you will be shocked but that's not jaram mm-hmm. you'll think oh my god he yells he screams all these things but then when it's not a fashion show and then we're just talking we're just having conversations i'm totally different Absolutely. All right. All right. I'm going to take a quick picture here and then I will. Oh, yes, sir. Anyway, yeah. So thank you very much. 
sir and um i don't want to go into the time that you're going to do other plans but i had a good time talking to you and thank you very much for being on my podcast thank you so much for hosting me and i can't wait to watch myself yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'll be the one who is who says that not you (laughs) You, you've already made it you're already on the list (laughs) (laughs) all right john see you i made it to your podcast so i'm gonna be famous everyone in america is gonna watch (laughs) (laughs) all right let's let's keep in touch have a good time and happy new year happy new year to you too Hey there, uh, this is Bonnie Kibuka, the host of the Ugandan Boy Talk Show. Thanks for watching and listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend and recommend somebody to this podcast. Don't forget to leave a feedback on this podcast because that's how we grow. And also don't forget to share, like, subscribe, and comment. Join us on our social media platforms on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. So we'd love to hear from you. Thank you very much and be blessed.